Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. It's a Dapper Devil production, see? Glee, aggressive, glee, glee, aggressive, glee, aggressive, glee, aggressive, glee, aggressive. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to okay. Welcome to a pajama party episode. Yes. Of, of glee, glee, aggressive. My name is Karina Stokes. My name is Ian Brodsky, and it, it is truly with pajamas. But, but I do appreciate that it is a pajama party for we're having us. a little we're having a little pajama party while we record our podcast yeah because we're worth it because we're worth it um karina would you like to introduce this week's guest i would love to introduce this week's guest uh we fans will know him as the person i occasionally mention uh, when, <laughs> when talking about uh watching episodes together um he is a D podcaster he is a D&D player. He also happens to be both my husband and a reluctantly watcher. Uh, please welcome uh, Zach Bayless. Hey. Hi. Um, wow. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, longtime listener, first time caller. Yes. I just wanted to say that. Yes. <laughs> and it's fun for us because it's not no context glee, but it's like mid context glee for you. Where it's, it's um what's what's the phrasing where you've got references like first party, second party, third party, or whatever it is. Right. I'm it's it's second, you know, for me because it's sort of like on the periphery. Obviously, it's uh, you know. Well, uh, you've listened <laughs> to the podcast almost every episode, I, I think. Almost every episode. I was trying to catch up before today. I'm like two or three episodes shy. Um but yeah, I listened to every single episode up until um, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, mm. yes. And I've seen, well, maybe like a dozen episodes. Yeah, now. and you've okay. definitely seen at least a part of at least a dozen. Yeah, I've, I've definitely seen a few of each season. We you've seen a bit. You, you've jumped around. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know some people. Amazing. Yeah. I, I can't wait to discuss this episode, um, which is uh, Season 4, Episode 11, Sadie Hawkins. Yes, this episode originally aired January 24th, 2013. Wow, officially so, in the new year. Yes, bringing it in. It took So they took like, well, that's a fair break between. They took like a full month off, a little Dang. more, like five weeks off in between. So, Wow. This is this was the episode Glee fans came back to. Yeah. And um okay. <laughs> okay. Right. Sure. Um we do have a Glee cap, which makes sense given what you were just it's saying. It's been five weeks, yeah. It's been five weeks, so lest we forget, Marley fucked it up for everybody else. Yeah. Uh, the Glee Club is unhoused as a result because Marley fucked up sectionals. Uh the pucks are bros now and Kurt is in Niata. Yep. Bing bang boom. I appreciate your use of Glee Club being unhoused. We we love correct terminology. In this right. Podcast. I mean, like in 2013, like like literally, they said Glee Club is homeless, and I'm like, I could say yeah. that, but like we're we're trying to update our vernacular. <laughs> yeah, we're we're better than that. Right. Um. 
we do open proper on the hallway. Sam, like like a bat out of hell, comes in with conspiracy theories about maybe the Warblers cheated at sectionals, and he will find this evidence. Oh my god. Um, I okay. Can I? I just want to get a few things out right off yeah. the bat because yes. this episode has been a long time coming specifically because apparently um you know I, I i i've been i've been shafted left and right i've no, been your episode about me, you, not me specifically episode. no nothing Please. about nothing about glee specifically me it's all about me right um no 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 i have a few comments right before any like real dive in one no sue which I feel a little cheated. Oh, I, yeah, I demand right. another. I demand another guest appearance at some point in the future where I can talk about Sue. I'm telling you, Sueless episodes are almost always better. Well, that's that's what I want. That's what I want. It's more to talk about. Anyway, I, I think we can make it work. Yeah, I think we can too. Uh, the second thing, and this is a this is a note that I've had every single episode that I've watched. Uh, it has nothing to do with this episode specifically. It's just the show proper i have a problem with these fucking lockers oh, i have okay. a, I, I have a problem with how the cast handles the lockers you clearly see they have master locks on them presumably mm. to hook around a piece of metal you've been to school mm-hmm. and yet everyone always slams their locker closed with the lock just magically in place? Oh, so that's wow. Thing. I always assumed it was the lockers, and I don't look at them very closely. Aren't the, are the lockers with the built-in locks? No, they're totally not. I, I, as far as I could tell, from what I could see, it looked like it had the little loop from a master lock, Ooh. and it had like you know the whole attachment onto the locker. If, I... if not, then I'm then I'm completely off base here, but. It just looked that way to me, so I Hold was on. that was a major. As issue. we know, we kids spend so much time standing in their lockers and talking. Right. Surely, I can find a picture of of at least one locker. Right. Oh no, you're totally right. These are yes. Wow. Yes. Yeah. See, it 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 messes with my mind because they just slam the lockers and magically assume that the locker will close and will lock. Right. And also, it's like they all have the same lock because every single lock is the same red master lock. Well, at least that makes sense. Like, I would assume the school supplies the locks. Our right. school did not supply locks really? the lockers. No, really? you had to supply your own. Ours were supplied, and they gave us the combinations to each of them. Oh well, no, we had to supply our own. In my yeah. senior year, um, someone had already put a lock on my locker. Um, like someone <laughs> else had put their own lock on my locker that I was assigned. And no locker for you. <laughs> And rather than like going and telling someone, being like, "Hey, someone took my locker," I just shared with my friend for that entire year. I mean, Karina. frankly, I I don't think I've ever used my locker, so yeah, right. Like, it didn't need it that often. Yeah, we heavily depended on ours for some reason, for no reason, but for some reason. But they were the ones with the built-in locks, so yeah, that's and I guess we're just. Which yeah. is the smarter way to go about it, honestly. Yeah. Right. Yes. Agreed. Sorry. Sorry to derail no. everything right off the No, gate, that is okay. That we we go on tangents all chest. the time. No, thank you. I've had these feelings I, about Glee forever. I, yeah, and I and I will have a later rant too. Don't get me started. Amazing. But you yeah. are in a safe so space. Love this. So so right into the into the episode. First of all, 
conspiracy theory, Sam, Sam period. I love, we, we Sam, have to we, love Sam. We love Sam. Because my God, <laughs> what, what a character. Um, but the realer conspiracy theory should be, why don't you have any chapstick, Sam? I know your locker's literally filled with it. He's not, he's not standing by his locker. He needs it right there in that moment. As if he doesn't have a handful. Listen, coming from somebody who cherishes chapstick and has at least two <laughs> in eyesight at all times, I know how it goes. I feel that. I feel that. Um, because we have some odd zoom ins on his lips, which I know yeah, is like the of... Blaine plot line of it all, but still, it's weird. There's a there's lot, lot of, of uncomfortable zooming this episode. There is. I was going to say, there's a lot yes. of specifically mouth zooms too. Mouth. A review I read said, isn't it weird that this episode has a through line of butts? Yeah, it was mouths and butts, which I mean, mouths like, butts. weird thing to put together in general and in a sentence, but like... Didn't, didn't they do that with uh, with Rachel one season? And it was huh? really weirdly placed? They zoomed in on her mouth? Oh, yeah, they were doing that all the time. They don't right. they just understand cameras. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, Sugar's back. Out and, of yeah, fucking nowhere. And yeah. on the student council. Right. Oh, also they... justice for Round Warbler. Round Face Warbler <laughs> is one of Sam's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. So we do get the student council meeting. Uh, Secretary Cohen Chang. Good for her. <laughs> I like, yeah. Um, I yeah. like that at the, they, uh, they recounted the last meeting's minutes and it was just Sam doing a Daniel Craig impression for 45 minutes. Mm. No, no, no. What actually it was is he, they said it was a Daniel Craig impression. It, the joke is actually hilarious because Daniel Craig is at least 2012, 2013, the newer James Bond. Right. The, the impression he's actually doing is Sean Connery. Right. Who is the old Bond, like, which is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's actually a really good joke, and I love Sam more because of it. Right. It's a joke that Sam doesn't understand. Yeah. that there's a new James Bond. Because there's been a James Bond in between Sean Connery and Daniel Craig. So there's been a few, behind. yeah. There's been several, yes. Um, and we also, Sugar is the treasurer, which is hilarious yes. because our whole thing is money, of course, yeah. Um, also, the countdown to prom is on. Um, Tina talks about how, like, all of us nerds are just waiting for the other nerds to at to work up the courage to ask us out to an awkward night of heavy petting. Correct. All I, mean, I have to say, it, Tina, how dare you not think you're hot? What is this bullshit? Right? Tina's beautiful. Oh um, And as a result, she proposes the first annual McKinley High Sadie Hawkins dance. Yeah. Um, Can we talk about the Too Young to be Bitter Club? Let's, please. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, big yikes yeah but also <laughs> hi lauren's back lauren's back say, shout out to lauren cameo like out of nowhere as well like they didn't yeah. even explain her off like they did with sugar she's just back well, she's in there just been she's, here the whole time she's there but... yeah and she's well, bitter I mean, as a part of as a part of this club you know it's it, it seems like the the ragtag group of individuals who are definitely present in mm -hmm. the school just you know, I mean, there are people we see. We see Sugar from time to time. Right. We see Dottie. Dottie. Assistant. Um, yes. Last seen being referred to as Jai T in the superhero episode. Yeah. Um, Becky's there. Tina's there. And I think probably, and Sugar's there. Yeah. And then there's that one recurring 
Cheerio with the neck brace. Yeah, this is neck brace Cheerio's episode. I was I was gonna say because she she makes an appearance throughout the episode. She's Did like I right. miss through line of like someone who's trying to date Ryder. It seems that's like right. Plot. Was she but, in Was she in the last three episodes? Because no, I not. Home Girl is brand new. She doesn't get a name. She doesn't get a line. She just gets eyes and a neck brace for Ryder. And that's and they, we need. And they, they have like individual shots of her like. Yeah, throughout the whole episode, like at least five or six times. It was she her has, time to shine. She has a character. So I, was, I was like, oh, what happened to her? <laughs> we don't know. I'm worried. Uh, Who is she? Well, maybe we'll never know. But this is where the idea comes up that like, wouldn't it be great if the girls got to choose? Um, so the student council votes. It is to be done. Blaine has reservations, but yeah. oh well. We have voted, and we are going to do a Sadie Hawkins dance. I assumed Blaine's reservations were just because he was like, but the gays. Yeah, um, that's, what I, that's what I was thinking. And I don't yeah. know if they ever actually really explained his reservations more so than just like, I have Sam feelings. And I don't well, want him. No. Tina, well, no. Like, Tina, Tina brings Tina. up that, but he was like, no, that's not it. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I don't even remember it. Like, it, 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 they say it as if it was a thing that was definitely brought up in the past. And I was it like, was. It was. Oh, yeah. It wasn't like a significant piece of the Blaine, like it's a piece okay. of the Blaine history, but it's not like that was his inciting incident. Right. I mean, it kind of was, but like they don't I put mean, enough anyway. That's the. That's the. Yeah, the whole thing is it, Sadie Hawkins, by definition, is inherently heteronormative. So right, yeah, I, that's where I thought he would go with that. Your schools ever do Sadie Hawkins dances? No, we only ever had homecoming and the proms. Same in so our homecoming was really nothing at all the so, only like yeah. the only dances we had outside of those particular ones and this was like i don't i don't think we ever had any like major things in high school but i do remember like occasionally just a random holiday dance in like middle mm -hmm. school middle school people have more random dances they seem right. like yeah. had that too ironically you know the ones where you you know hands to shoulders you know yeah, room for jesus mm -hmm. uh, so hands to shoulders knees and toes um <laughs> anyway it's kurt's first day at niata and why is every single class happening in the dance studio what one why is every single class happening in the dance studio <laughs> excellent question two i kind of loved this moment because i loved the compare like the very accurate comparisons of stage combat majors, which I didn't know that was a major anywhere, but okay. Yeah. I was literally thinking the exact same thing. I was like, every time he, he was breaking down each one, and I was like... I had to rewind, stage, yeah. Stage combats get a whole major? Hold on. How do you fill four years with that, guys? <laughs> no, you don't. Right? Exactly. And how do you, like, when you go to audition afterwards, you'd be like, yes, hello, I am trained in stage combat and stage <laughs> and combat only. And that's it. Like, that's all, that's all oh, I'm good for. read lines? No, I can only sword swords. Right. And that's then like the response is like, ma'am, this is Oklahoma. Yeah. Frankly, that sounds actually like that's a lot of fun. If I don't have to memorize lines, all I have to do is play with swords. Sign me up. Yeah. That, um, that tracks. That's why they had to make new Oklahoma who fucks because they needed more yeah. uh, stage combat. Yeah. Um, but like honestly. And I just think, like, even though we didn't have, like, this many majors in our program, like, I think about the dudes that were, like, the stage combat guys. Yes, that's jock energy. Mm -hmm. um, the classical acting folks. Absolutely the preppy folks. Mm -hmm. um, the ballerinas are the mean girls. Um, and they're at the top of the food chain. So Kurt is, once again, at the bottom of the social pyramid. 
Also, the ballerinas are terrible. They could have chosen so many background actors with actual ballet experience, and those ballerinas were struggling. <laughs> well, and maybe this, it was maybe it was maybe it was ballerina one hundred and one. It could be dance one hundred and one. Yeah, everything's one hundred and one. combat one hundred and one. We learned that Rachel is always ditching Kurt to help Brody do something shirtless, like the Magic Mike musical audition. TBH, he'd be probably be great at that. Yeah, he would absolutely be an excellent nameless, faceless uh, ensemble character in that musical, which is an actual thing in Vegas, I think. He's, he's already with you, certainly. Right. He, he's already mostly nameless and faceless to me. So correct. Jo yes. So. Welcome. <laughs> that is correct. Um, but yeah. Um, so as not even as a result, he's looking for extracurriculars, and he discovers the Adam's Apple, okay. which is their show choir, the Niada show choir. I know because it's I I I watched it two or three times because what a great scene, but. <laughs> It's the it's the same guy that we later find out is the leader of the, of group, the Adam's Apple. Yes. yes. Um, but I like to think that the Adam's Apple guy, the Adam, um, yes, he was he was told to wait by the sign up board exactly for this purpose because literally no one has signed up for it yet. He put that uh, yeah. sign up twenty minutes ago and it's just been standing there waiting. Right. Standing there waiting for somebody to look at it. Yeah. He's just kind of like leaning. Trying to get. Thank you. Yes. He's yes. a 40 year old man trying to get, please, anyone to come join his old oh man. Oh my God. Show. And he's just standing on that, like, on that pillar, just being like, hey, ah, ah. That's what do you think? We, we How all about got them apples? How about. He should have said that. That would have been, <laughs> oh man. Opportunity. Well, yeah. Show us like a modicum of decent. Yeah. They right. Were. Man. Uh, yet again, uh, we write we write this own episode of Glee better than Glee. Better than Glee. Oh God, I y'all just broke my brain in like three that different was, ways. Um, so well, we cut back to McKinley. Um, the girls are on the prowl. Um, and the yeah. guys are like, "Man, this must be what it feels like to be a girl." Am I right, fellas? Just be waiting for some, waiting for someone to pick you out of the crowd and make you feel like Cinderella. I love how Palmer. they they specifically gave Artie the line of feeling powerless. Oof, yeah. right. Oof. Yeah. This is what vulnerability is, folks. <laughs> yeah. Take a note. And then we go to the teacher's lounge where we open on Beast going, hey, Finn, want to arm wrestle? Yeah. Love that for her. Love that for I, her. And, and and I know I've, I've seen him, you know, in the several Schuster getups previously i get that they're trying to do this whole finn is the new shoe thing is he is he really allowed in the teacher's lounge he's a volunteer teacher i guess he's a, a volunteer teacher man man tell, tell teachers now that that exists right volunteer. Oof. He, he um, just he just doesn't get paid he just hangs around the school all day to run Glee Club at confusing intervals of time. Right. And barely, and like, yeah, and barely can do that because um, as he puts it, uh, the, the yeah. Glee Club are like the Fugees. We're just bouncing from room to room to room. And I can't tell if that's derogatory or not. <laughs> that, I mean, great it's question. Great. <laughs> we're going, but, it's not great. It's not great, but I do appreciate any shout out to the Fugees. Um, yeah. But he does confuse them for refugees. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then 
now he just has to come up with stuff on a weekly basis just to keep them engaged. But now he's stuck. And Beast is the one that's like, hey, do stuff about the Sadie Hawkins dance because it's about empowering women. That's how, like, back in my day, that's how I joined the football team. And Good for her, honestly. Oh, 100%. She mentions, like, a preacher's son who invited her and he was like stoned the whole time but they had a great time i thought this was going to be a setup for her to sing son of a preacher man at some point during the episode oh oh wouldn't that have been awesome that that would have been my song choice yeah there's so few solid options this episode that would have been so good right especially from beast from beast yeah she would slay that song yes sad made yeah. me sad now right sad. i'm sorry i'm sorry um we find out that beast is from missouri That's right exciting. yeah a little another layer of the onion peeled back and um, she states that sadie hawkins is a metaphor for female empowerment i don't know if, i don't know if it's a metaphor it feels pretty explicit I, I, I don't know enough about Sadie Hawkins to, to quote I thought you were going to be like, I don't know enough about metaphors. I'm like, I don't either. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't a know. a metaphor, really. Yeah. A metaphor is. Anyway. But yeah, Beast has inspired Finn, so he's like, I know. I'll make this into a glee lesson. All it was missing was a whiteboard and a marker. Yep. Um, But they out, do. Sadie, Sadie Hawkins, not actual real person. No. We've been lied to. Sadie uh, Hawkins is a Sadie Hawkins in herself is a metaphor. Yeah. Comic strip called Lil Abner, which was set in the fictional mountain village of Dogpatch, Kentucky. Bummer. Yes. Go figure. Yeah. We do cut to the science room. That is their uh that is their home today. Yeah. Um it, it it opens with a very corny but very funny i want to sit under venus well i want to sit uh, sit under uranus and everyone's laughing at sam and he's like what's so funny it's it's like they said Brittany, you need to share some of the good lines with sam because right. you're both blonde and frankly we can't tell the two of you apart anymore yeah and the fact that he says this line unironically evidenced by the fact that everybody was laughing and he didn't get the joke just reinforces how much they've dumbed him down since his entry I oh feel yeah like they're like well we're changing we're turning britney into like this weird like meta character who like knows yes. too much so sam just gets to be a regular run of the mill dumb now right yeah just full golden retriever mm-hmm. yeah and this and is where Oh, absolutely. 100%. That's a good quality he has. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not Sam. Finn tells the Glee Club that this is the deal. It's ladies' choice. So every girl will sing to whoever they want to take to the dance. Terrible system. Yeah. Absolutely not. Absolutely. And we will see why in just a minute because it starts, I mean, it, it the scene leaves off with Kitty being like, oh, I know exactly who I want to sing to. Right. And you and cut to I'm Marley like, looking worried again, because Marley's I, just always looking fucking worried. She's that one I mean, who's worried. I mean, can you blame her, though? I mean, no. It's, it, it, this poor girl is just... I, I'll get more into it in my rant later, because I have a very specific beat that I want to hit upon. Okay. Excellent. But... but yeah, no, th- this this poor girl is constantly on the defensive. <laughs> so when Kitty rolls up to the doorway and says, oh, good, because I know exactly what who I want to sing to, did anyone else expect her to, I don't know, start singing? Start singing? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was like, okay, we'll start this off with a nice Kitty song, probably right? to Jake making it uncomfortable and see how that goes. And then she just doesn't no. 
that. that would have been a better dramatic device because then it puts Jake in the uncomfortable position of having to either say no right okay. there. Yeah. We get, but we'll, but we'll put a pin on that idea or say yes. And then like have to deal with like the kitty Marley love triangle, which could have been really fun to watch, but yeah, put him on the spot, but no, what it could have no. should have instead. Well, we do that to Blaine in a minute, but first we have Kurt warming up in their loft. Brody stayed the night. They talk about it. Okay. okay. So this is like a nothing detail that I want to talk about. But Please. Rachel is like, we went to dinner at Balthazar, which I was like, okay, I'm aware of that as a place, um, but need to now look it up. So I did. Um, first of all, I just want you to know that Balthazar hosts their website on WordPress, which I don't know why that's funny. Neat um, but interesting. It seems like such an odd choice for two presumably. Well, I guess I assumed they were kind of broke in that college kids way, but I guess not right. because of, we'll talk about later. But you know, you can buy a whole chicken there for dinner for eighty-five dollars. What the fuck? Wait. Beast would love it. Beast would love that. I mean, yes, yes. Beast would absolutely splurge on an eighty-five dollar chicken. Eighty-five dollars. What are they putting in that chicken? It's a whole right. Still. How much does one cost from fucking Costco? Damn right. It, that chicken's probably just as good. Chipolini onions. Chipolini? Chipolini? What? All right. Uh, smoked bacon, king trumpet mushrooms, spinach, and palm puree for two. Okay. What's, what, what's, what's the happy situation like? Well, I haven't even told you about the whole dry-aged piece of meat you can get, which is $174 for two. Oh, we fancy, fancy. Yeah. I was looking because I thought it was a steak restaurant, and I was like, what the fuck is Rachel eat there? But there is risotto and... Uh, <laughs> Sure, butternut squash. You're very typical vegetarian. Uh, yeah, that's too. true. Uh, it's also a half an hour subway ride from there to Bushwick. Okay. Oh wait, no, that's if you're driving. Yeah. <laughs> Which means that's not true. It's a forty. Okay, you can take one train there with with some walking. Fine. They Fine. can take. They could take the J train into a. Sure. Into Soho, as it were. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, um, I was like, are they? Are they going there? Okay. <laughs> uh, also, if you're curious, you can get caviar door dashed from there. For how much? I can't tell without looking extensively. Okay. But you can get that $85 chicken door dashed to you. Thank God. So yeah. If you're really looking to impress someone, you could be like, don't worry, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I've got an $85 whole chicken on the way. <laughs> oh, just, no. Just just run down to Chinatown and get one for twelve. Right. <laughs> it won't be cooked though. I d- Listen. Right. New, right. New Yorkers. They we'll find work a way. We we'll find a way. For, yeah. And also, we now have to really reckon with the fact that, uh, and they bring it up explicitly that Rachel and Kurt live in a loft with no walls. Right. Yes. And right. Rachel's starting to have someone stay over, and right. Kurt's like, "Yuck," but okay. <laughs> Right. Kurt's like, thank God I have that white good, noise machine. Good thing I have my white noise machine. <laughs> Everyone's like, yuck, but okay. Anyway, don't join the Glee Club. It's social suicide. It's social suicide. We're not at McKinley anymore, Kurt. Do anything but. Otherwise, you're doomed to play a dancing teapot at Disneyland. What? 
What indeed? Also, specifically downplaying, you know, the backstage crew member. She, yeah. she, she explicitly oh, says shocked. she explicitly says that joining the show choir would be beneath stage managers and carpenters. Rachel Berry, you stupid bitch. Do not she spur would, your though. backstage crew members. She oh, would man. be saying, that bitch. She absolutely would. Coming from both high school and college stage crew, there is a saying that you will find on personal print t-shirts. Don't fuck with us. We have power tools and we know how to use them. That's a fucking fact. Imagine Rachel, Rachel like, okay, from my understanding, uh, at your college experience, even as an actor, you had to do like little rotations in yes. in tech things, right? Absolutely. Imagine Rachel Berry doing like her carpentry rotation. Oh my god! Imagine Rachel Berry having to deal with our scene shop and paint shop crew. Yeah, she wouldn't survive. No, no, because oh. the stuff that you learn is really friggin' important to theater. Yeah. Right. So almost as if you shouldn't be insulting the people who choose to do that for their entire theater career. Right. It's, it's I can believe it coming from her specifically and no one else. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Although this does beg the question, like, um, we've talked about Miata's real life equivalent. Is that like did you go to someplace Miata. like Amanda and get a and get a technical degree? I don't think no. so. Not because, not like Miata. I mean, a place like Amda, which is like they don't even put on shows, they don't do productions. Oh, really? they stri- yeah, they strictly just teach you craft and teach you auditioning, at Amazing. least from what I remember. Yeah, and then like go on and your way, shove you out onto the sidewalk, it's pretty like, much. And like, <laughs> I think like the most technical stuff they teach you is like stage makeup, like, sure. um, but there's no like stage manager majors, there's no like carpentry department, from what I understand, right. no set painting, there'd be no place to put those skills to use, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, then we cut, we're circling back to this pin we put in. Uh, We got Tina's solo, which is I Don't Know How to Love Him from Jesus Christ Superstar. This is the first Tina solo in so long, and it's a song I don't really like. It's unfortunate. And like, she sounds great doing it. She does! She sounds wonderful. And like, it's a great song for Jenna Ushkowitz, but like, it can be such a boring song because it is so like, commonplace in a way. Um, And like, she does a fine enough job on it. But there's all these like weird cuts back and forth to like Tina and Sam and uh, Blaine like stealing tater tots and it's who's who's she gonna land on right like she it's clearly like setting like there's a close up on his butt like yeah and and you know Artie obviously has the line is like first of all let's be honest nobody believes that they'd let what is it tardy. Is that is that what sure. we call them? Yeah, Tardy, right. Tina, Artie. Nobody so. would let that happen again. Not again. Like, <laughs> okay, I can I can maybe believe Artie thinks this because right. they re- they refuse to decide four seasons in whether they want us to like Artie or not. It's the right. same old. But I'm a nice guy routine. He's been playing this entire time, yeah. and every now and then they squeak out a tiny reason that he's not actually that nice. Yes, so, exactly. And uh, she go- so she sings this entire song to Blaine, and Blaine the whole time is just like, neat, this is cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, Uh-oh. me? Yeah, he's um, just sitting there like, listen to like, isn't it fun to listen to my friend Tina right? sing? Wow, like, look at her. She's singing to Bless yeah. him. He's and, so and clueless. And she's like holding him closer and closer. <laughs> Approaching. Yeah. 
And she's like, and, so what do you say? Want to go to the dance? And he's like, oh, uh, wow. Um, no, thank you, but thank you, but no, sorry. Yeah, poor I mean, Tina. Well, yeah, poor Tina, but also she's so much smarter than this. Like, what yes. were you expecting? Yeah, he's cute. We get it. But, like, you couldn't have had an actual expectation that that was going to pay off. So, right. here's some fun BTS trivia behind the scenes, not the band. Um, <laughs> and, first of all, I also think there's something, like, couldn't, couldn't Blaine have been like, oh, let's I would go with you as a friend to this dance because I'm a gay man um, and not interested in you romantically. But that's besides the point. Um, I believe that this is sort of a... So at some point, Jenna Ushkowitz goes up to Ryan Murphy and is like, you've got to give me something. Right. Like, I've been loyal to your show for four seasons. You've got to give me something. And I believe, if I'm recalling correctly, that this sort of plot line of Tina crushing and falling for Blaine um is like a semi-autobiographical kind of joke from jenna uskowitz's life oh i think jenna uskowitz is known for having like keeps keeps accidentally falling for gay men kind of deal so it didn't it didn't come from like nowhere that doesn't necessarily mean glee should have taken it and ran with it but especially because we had like the tina villain arc for a hot minute and then out of nowhere, oh, it's just like, this. right. And then just on a, on a dime, it's now just like, oh, Tina, love eyes for Blaine and shit. Like, yeah, this yeah. is not this is not the the material that we want. Tina, this is not the story we want for Tina. Tina deserves better justice she for does. Tina. I know. And if if she really if this is true, and like she went, it was like you have to give me some plot lines, and this is what they gave her. Like, that's they could do better. I mean, at oh, this point, absolutely. it's less it's it's less justice for Tina and more justice for Jenna. I mean, that's yeah. the realist. Come yeah. on. We then go back to Niata, um, mm-hmm. and Adam himself of the apples um, yes. introduces himself to Kurt. He knows the whole thing, like the preconception of this, and he convinces them to see them sing. Enter yeah. a full cover of Baby Got Back. Okay. Okay, hold on. There's a lot to say about this scene. There's so much to unpack. First of all, yes. I was I was actually hoping that Adam Apple was the sole member, and we find out later that he paid all these people to show up on the off chance someone actually decided to join. That would have <laughs> been great. And then there's a weird, like, all I have to say is, like, glee camera work. What's with this weird fadey montage bullshit? Like, right. Yeah, just, they made some weird choices today. Yeah. Some weird choices, regardless. It, it it's not only a it, it, it's big butts with a banjo. Yep. Big butts with a banjo. Yeah. How does um, that make you feel? Honestly, <laughs> okay. I mean, I was at first I was thrown off. And then the second I I listened to it a second time and I was like, you know what? It's not too bad. <laughs> I don't hate this arrangement. Um, do we talk about the music first or do we talk about everything else that's going on? Let's talk about the music first because I have a, I've got a bomb to drop on you guys. Sure. What if I told you that this arrangement was stolen? Oh, I believe that. Lee stole this arrangement and from the Gregory brothers? 
Nope. No. I I no. think I know who I think I know. I think I'm, you do too, Zach. But the name is escaping me. So this is ringing a bell. Yeah. I know you have it. Just give it to me. Um, this arrangement was stolen from uh Jonathan Colton. Mm. Oh, that's not where I thought that would go. So okay. Jonathan Colton uh is a known like nerd musician. Basically, he's. He wrote the songs that end the portal games, which I don't know if it means anything to you necessarily, Ian, but I know it means something to Zach. Um, he, and he he runs like this big nerd cruise every year. He's he's really well known in certain circles. And yeah, this is his arrangement. And he contacted Fox. It was like he like obtained a copyright for him to be able to cover the song with a totally new mel- melody. And he contacted Fox and was like, "Hey, are you?" releasing my version of this song and they were like yep and legally we're allowed to um but don't and we're not going to pay you any money but don't what? worry don't worry you'll get exposure from it and as he wrote in like his blog post he's, he's like yes that secret exposure when they don't tell anyone that it's mine what oh the fuck God. yeah so uh, glee, foxwood yeah so glee stole this arrangement and then did not like credit him at all man so, I'm so thrown right now. And yeah. this absolutely would have been like an arrangement of a song that we would have been obsessed with from that original nerd. Sure. Like yeah, I totally. could I could see us hanging around in college, like totally like, filling with this, vibing with this, and oh, loving ironically, it. Ironically, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And like it's not that they did a bad job with it. Of course, now knowing that it was stolen, like taints it more, but yeah. like but I don't know, like I guess like watching it today, I was like, okay, fine. Um, also, I, and, and this is, I just, I mean, cause you know, when you hear the original, you don't, you're not always listening to all the lyrics. You're right. just sort of vibing to, right. You know, um, yeah. you know, the thesis is, of the song. Yeah. The big butts. We like them. Um, <laughs> in this essay, I will explain. Is this the, is, is this the first use of the word simp? Ooh. Cause yeah. this is the first time I've ever heard it like before it became really popular i think you raise an excellent point that is a good point right let me look on genius because this is an old this is a fairly old song this is from the 90s at least right oh it is there uh there's no annotation of it so i can't tell on genius lyrics that's really interesting well if you know of any earlier uses of the word write in um otherwise we are calling it that this is the this is the inaugural simp i don't want to look it up <laughs> you don't have to no you don't have um, to uh let's talk about everything else though because yes um this is, I, this is wild so i mean one thing i did appreciate is that it kind of reminded me of like original new directions like kind of like a misfit group of uh-huh. like island of misfit toys kind of thing um but that's kind of where it stopped for me like i appreciate what they were doing there but i don't know like it something about it didn't wasn't earned i guess like yeah yeah. it's the song choice specifically um well first of all wow what a what a choice of a song to win over a potential member he seemed to be loving it though kurt was was digging it kurt's Kurt's reaction is very not expected over here like i did not see that coming i wouldn't Kurt is the kind who would be like, ha, but <laughs> yeah, big butt. Wow, so butts and a banjo. I'm in. Yeah. 
they're so they're so quirky um well unless they're like you know they're the ironic show choir that only performs ludicrous songs or some other such gimmick like that it's sock that, it's that a little perfect. bit of troublemakers pitch perfect energy yeah that's what i was thinking it felt very gimmicky but pitch perfect did it better Correct. yes yes and first um, at that point yes also also i know you're gonna you're gonna you know point this out for me but i already have it written down joey richter yes. what up star kid alumni yeah okay. so what are the people oh. you know, I don't, yeah um one of the people in adam's apple is uh played against darren chris in the very potter musical i was like i wonder if they got to hang out or if they I, were on totally different coasts or totally oh, different sets. I was Man. so excited to see him. I was like, I'll be super bummed if Blaine and him don't accidentally end up in a scene together at and some point. And they don't. Damn. Which one, again. which one was he's, he? He's, he's just in like the back. He's very tall. He wears like a um like a like a jacket or something. Um he's one of the most normal looking yeah. individuals out of the group. Okay. But he's very, very he's tall. Yeah, sure. he's just a normal dude. Um, cool. And as far as like, he, like if, uh, yeah, if that was like, oh, we need a guy for a shot, a shoot today. Are you available? Hey, I mean, if you, if you know, if you've watched any other Star Kid um, performances outside of a Very Potter musical, he's like, I would say hands down in the top five of the of the funniest out of that group. Yeah, he's like, a good actor. He's he's very good. Um, nice. So yeah, I was super super happy to see him that was a really fun little poll cameo for you yeah so yeah this this whole entire scene was wild front to back yep. and the arrangement somehow kind of worked That's right because it was written by someone else yes yeah yeah uh and it was all led by adam himself which is weird yeah i really <laughs> wish he but like i find him like what better if he wasn't the front man right like or or choose another name at least because this just this feels like your senior recital. We cut to the hallway with Marley and Brittany. Um, Brittany literally introduces herself to Marley. Um, yeah, she's like, great. she's like, yeah, we've never had a conversation before, and this is exciting. Yeah, I loved it. And 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 she would she would know that because she is able to break the fourth wall. Yeah, it's great. It's 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 Brittany breaking the fourth wall is always a win. We love it, and she because we know Brittany's actually a genius she yep. knows that whenever she looks at jake uh she looks sad um and if it's quiet enough we i can hear you whimpering like a puppy <laughs> that made me laugh a lot. very like good a lot. very good. good because um, like okay it has a very specific mental image for me is whenever we dog sit for my dad um his dog is always making a constant high-pitched whining noise that no one else seems to be able to hear. Aww. So that's what it reminds me of. He's just like a little dog who's always, always, always making a little... little and, and given Marley's track record, I, I I would believe it. I would absolutely buy it. Yep. Um, and at one point, you go, oh, and Brittany's like, you want to ask him to the dance, don't you? And Marley's response is, here's my locker. And I yep. went, yeah! That's where we spend all of our time. It's Marley's locker, her favorite spot. And guess And I, I looked out for this time. The whiteboard is still there, and it still says, I love my mom. She loves her mom. <laughs> she should ask her mom to the dance. Aww. No. That actually would have been very cute in some ways, but yeah, not the point Aww. of the show. Also not the vibe. Not the vibe, but I I will take a like a mini spinoff of Marley and her mom, just like 
I don't know. Maybe, maybe, a, maybe, maybe a flashback to her as a little girl dancing. And, you know, right. Yeah. And I actually just thought of that I would have liked to see that had no, there's no reason for them to do it. Like there's no context in which it would have worked. But Marley and her mom doing a cover of Welcome to the 60s from Hairspray. Yeah. That would be cute. Oh, that would be so good. There's no reason for it. Like, unless they were doing Hairspray as their musical, which they can't. They already did Glee. Or like if they were doing doing, Glare Spray, God. Um, Or if they were doing a 60s style dance or the theme somehow was able to encapsulate the right. 60s and the staff and the glee club it would all also be a really time. yeah it would also be a really cute like montage of you know marley getting a dress and that sort of thing yeah and like they've already done you can't stop the beat but it would give them an excuse to do that as like a finale sure. number that yeah. would have been pretty killer probably yeah more hairspray in glee yeah, it fits. It works. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so Marley explains um, they went out a little bit, but it got weird after sectionals. Now he yeah. acts all mysterious, and Britt's like, you have to use your superpower. And there's a pause, and she goes, oh, the music usually starts after I say, it's Britney bitch, or I do one of my mysterious turns, or my magical and turns. One of her magical, magical turns. And then she, she does, does exactly turn. that. And then she does a magical turn. Uh, and what was this number called? Because I don't know if I'll I actually know him. the name. I figured. Okay. Yeah. So it's a it's a whole girl number. Um, mm-hmm. including Kitty for some reason, yeah. which fine, but also including Unique, which I loved. They included Unique in all of the girl stuff yes. in this, which was awesome. Yes. Very, very good. And it's and it's mainly led by Marley and Brittany, and it was so much fun. It was such a great competition number that they could have used. They all sound great. Unique is killing it in it. So is Tina. Like the dancing is on point. Like I loved it. And you can tell everyone else involved is having fun, like yes. actually having fun on set. Like it, it genuinely looks like a good time. Yeah, it was a good number. Yeah, and so at the end of and it, then, Mar- and then Marley's like, shouts it. Jake, I mean, Jake. That made me laugh she, so much. I, I, yes. I, that is such a real feeling where it's like, you can tell she's like the only way, like it's her working up all of her courage to just do it. And then working up all that courage to ask him out, it just all came out with one loud noise and you're like yeah. oh oh girl yeah, yeah. it be like that sometimes sometimes you just got a shotgun blast yeah you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah you gotta but she asks him out and she says yes and hooray just a bummer for Ryder and for kitty and also kind of tina and blaine because it's all weird yep it's weird for everyone else but great for them i guess great for them sure so Kitty snaps her fingers back in the hallway, gets to be isolated with Jake. Um, uh, and this uh, made me laugh so much. I thought you were friends with Marley. I am. Yeah, but I'm, I'm also going to gaslight her. I'm like, oh, okay. So we know Kitty's still gaslighting because she just said it out loud. Right. Okay. Okay. So this is where I. This is my rant time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because this tr- this triggered something in my brain. Okay. So Marley is the only good person in this group. And she should have been the protagonist from season one. Mm. Instead, we got stuck with Leah Michelle and a slew of rather atrocious individuals, each with their own shittiness, locked delicately behind sheer panes of nice glass that's been held together with scotch tape and wood glue. It's like when 
you're playing a video game with morality choices and you're thinking, oh, maybe I'll do an evil playthrough this time, but you fall apart at every turn. Unfortunately, we're not supposed to hate any of these people with the exception of maybe Sue and maybe Kitty. They made a bunch of unlikable people, but expect us to feel bad when they hurt each other's feelings. It's like, okay, really good one-to-one um, -one with this. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Mm. That's a show that specifically approaches flawed characters with the intention that you're not supposed to like the main cast. Regardless of how you personally feel about the show, it's intended that these people are horrible. They do horrible things, say horrible things, and screw over other people and each other whenever they can. The show knows this, and they expect you to hate them. That's the point. With this crew, they just keep coin flipping every single episode yeah. with whatever right. random handful of characters they hit on their writer's dartboard when and who will be shitty or not. It's... It, it, it's, it's And it's I think an it's exactly that, because, like, they are trying to make it a show about people that are trying their best, but they just accidentally made a show about some shitty folks that yeah. aren't supposed to be shitty. So yeah. we can't even appreciate that they're shitty or that like they're growing, they're messing up, they're stumbling, they're learning, they're teenagers. It's just not it's great. It's just they keep having to undo it. Because I think yes. the original, like if you go back to like season one pilot, Rachel, who's like, an insecure girl who's so ambitious that she'll do anything, including like report a teacher for maybe actual harassment, unclear still to this day. And then you watch her like grow to learn to care about other people. And like that's that's fine. That makes for good TV. Because frankly, I think Marley has no personality besides being good. And I think that's boring because sure. she's just like, right. Just. So nice and pretty. No one has anything bad to say about her. So she has no personality besides boys liking her. And she loves her mom. Right? Like, you can't build a whole show around a girl who loves her mom. Um, that's not I mean, we already did. It's called Hairspray. Yeah. Mm. True. Um, and even that is also a, kind of about Matthew Morrison. So we're really in hell. True. Fuck. It's not that you can't have shitty characters in a TV show. It's that Glee doesn't understand. It's that Glee has a bad habit of making characters learn their lessons and then taking away those lessons immediately. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. there's zero consequences for anything any of these people do. So it's just... It's, I, I mean, this scene really solidified to me what JW was talking about when he came on, where they're like, they just do whatever they need Kitty to do at that moment. Like, right. explicitly stated where Jake is like, where she's like, Jake, I'll sleep with you. And he's like, weren't you literally a virginal Christian character? And she's like, <laughs> yes, but I'm not anymore. And like, that's it. They don't <laughs> that's even, it. They don't that's even it. try. No, like, they just oh, steamroll over everything. They are and, telling, not but, showing up entirely. But yeah. put a pin in that idea, because that will come back. Jesus. Yeah. Well, no pun intended. Uh, so then and, where do we go from here? Um, from here, it's Tina and Blaine Tina. at the lockers. Tina, Tina apologizing, like, I put you on the spot, I made it uncomfortable, but also I think you owe me an apology because that was humiliating. Yeah. Valid. Both, both valid points. Finn's yeah. idea was bad. To be like, right. ladies, sing to Amanda, and I'm like, that sucks for everyone. Right. Um, even if it, like, it's one thing if it's ladies' choice. It's another thing to be like, this is how you're prom posing. Yeah, that's right. 
I, um, I do appre- I do appreciate that she actually did apologize instead of just saying I owe you an apology. Yeah. yeah. But then immediately to come right back around and say like I'm expecting another apology from you before she even gets hers out is just a little if if you could just tweak mm. the dialogue a little bit and sure. get her apology up front and then say hey, you know. But even still, I mean, this is Tina we're talking about. Yeah. This is definitely not the most embarrassing moment she's had in Glee Cub. I can't recall exactly, but I'm pretty sure she's had much worse. She broke down crying seeing my funny Valentine. Like, and then there was that time she was like purposefully heckled by Sue's band of minions oh, singing yeah. a Leaky Lee song. She gets zero respect right out the gate, like left right. and right, you know? So it's it's fine. I A third of her plot just, lines are about her being the costume seamstress already, so... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 rough going every step of the In way. Tina Town, that. yeah. And this is where Blaine explains the reason that he can't go to the dance is embarrassing. Right. But come on, Blaine, just say it. I can't. I have a crush on someone, but you can trust me. And then he falls to the ground on the lockers dramatically and goes, <laughs> It's Sam. I, and then cut I like Blam. Blam. <laughs> Lamb. Oh, also, this immediately, um, because one of the few episodes that I did watch from the earlier seasons, flashbacks to Kurt thinking that Sam was gay. Yeah. Right, right. You know? It is very much so, like, we can redo this plot of of <laughs> having a crush on a straight guy. Um, the like same Blaine, straight guy. Right. But yeah. Blaine even, like, specifically says, like, I just don't want to come across as predatory, which was basically, like, our... Uh, complains about the Kurt plotline version right. every time. So it's like the Glee writers were listening. They're like, right, no, don't make right. it. Right. We can't Cover do your bases here. And we have to tell everybody that we're not doing yes. <laughs> We know. Here. We got it. Yeah. I mean, um, look, who wouldn't love Sam? Right? Like, we've he, been over this already. He's but, handsome. Like, he's dumb. He's charismatic. He's got yeah. a great voice quintessential himbo. himbo like yeah. you can't say no to a himbo yeah a successful himbo um yeah it's so good former stripper all the, all the things you want there's cutaways to like sam doing more conspiracy theories but it keeps on zooming in on his lips like <laughs> man so much uh, and even the two of them are like and they're those lips those lips oh my god right um, there was even there was even a line in one of the earlier scenes. I think it was the um, uh, the student council scene where he mentioned something about a bunker, and I'm like, oh, he would be a doomsday prepper. Yeah. yeah. Well, my only re- note here during this is just train reference. Um, oh my god! Yes. <laughs> I didn't write down what it was or any context. Yes. I just write down train reference. It was him quoting drops of Jupiter. And oh, some impression, but I couldn't clock exactly what the impression was. Oh no, no, it was um, it was Hey Soul Sister, I think. Hey Soul Sister, yes, yes. No, because I'm remembering I sent you a oh, video, right, 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 right. Of, Jupiter, yeah, legal, yes. yes, yeah. Yeah, he's doing trying to remember the impression Sister. now. It wasn't very good or memorable, but he was right. Doing... But he said yeah. train, and that's all that counts for us. Yeah. <laughs> and. The solution here is that Blaine and Tina are going to go to the Sadie Hawkins dance together as besties and we'll have the most fun night ever. Which is yes. fine. Yeah. We Except have, totally. We have, we have it, really. Yeah. For sure. 
Anyway, the pucks are at the lima bean. Uh, Jake is confused once again about what to do, and Puck is, or Noah is like, "Man, just be a good dude once again and yep. like, wait it out because once you're there, she'll open up to you and it'll be great." Long story short, don't go with Kitty; it'll ruin your life. You really like Marley, so resist the Jesus girl. Yeah. yeah. And um, as a result, Noah will step in and make her go away. Yeah. Uh, stepping into my guy brain here for a moment here okay. to echo echo what Puck is saying, because, you know, this is uh, also, we would just briefly give props to, to Puck for just a modicum of growth there. Yeah. Um, saying one of the sanest things Jake could do in that moment. Oh, also, Woody, he had a line about um, all the different flavors of Cheerio. Yeah, that was that good. was that was funny. That was good. I also was like, "All right, all right, Puck, name three more Cheerio flavors." Right, he only named two. One of them was honey. Come on, I'm like, right. What does that imply about? I think that's Quinn. <laughs> I think that's his. I think that's him implying Quinn. I know I'm really? giving the show. Thinking, I'm. Yeah, I, 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 I was gonna say I'm like Quinn. If anything is like OG Cheerio, that that's that's what sure, that reads to sure. me. Sure, that's yeah, fine. That's but again, we're giving. I know. I know. I know we're giving the show too much credit as it is. Look, I know you're a huge simp for Diana Grant, so Look. it's fine. <laughs> hey, I and I love regular ass Cheerios. Yeah, I think they're great. They are. Okay. Shout um, out to Cheerios. <laughs> please sponsor us. We get a Cheerio sponsor. That'd be fucking That'd wild. Be wild. That'd be bananas wild. in your Cheerios, a part of this balanced breakfast. Um. <laughs> pajama party. Um. So we yeah. cut. My next note is just Kurt and Rachel, blah, blah, walking down the street. Um, I, I literally had nothing. Rachel's like, yay, love, because Kurt's like getting courted by Adam Apple. Right. Uh-huh. Um, and then, okay, the only notable part about this scene, I think it's the scene where she's like running off to meet Brody across the street. Yeah. And she I keeps just like turning around in the middle of a busy street. And I'm like, she's gonna get hit by a car. Is that right. what's gonna like, oh. happen? I was like, hit her, hit her. It really felt like they were about to get Rachel hit by a car, and they didn't. <laughs> Regina George treatment. It felt yeah, like it, and then there's just like Brody in a dumb hat, and I'm like, okay. I didn't, I didn't think that was Brody. I thought that was another dude. Nope. If just you can't tell, it's not him. Dude. He's got his shirt on. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's him. That's right. That's right. And the whole point of this scene is that you got to put yourself out there. So you should ask him out. Kurt, you, an 18 year old should ask out this 36 year old man. Yeah, um, he's at least 50. So even though, even, even though Kurt is like, well, he's 22. And I went, okay. <laughs> sure. And how long has he been 22? Right. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, we then cut to Noah telling Kitty to stay away. Kitty is rude back. There's some more weird metaphors about Puck being irresistible. And then basically it ends with uh, like it's Kitty being like, I don't care about Marley. I'm a hot bitch and who gets what she wants. And and she's like, so I'm going to deal. I want you, Noah. And Noah's like, you can't handle it. And he's like, aren't you underage? And she's like, I got a fake ID. And I went, that's not the point. That's not the point. Uh-oh. That's the point. This whole scene is gross. Uh, it's so gross. There's close-ups on crotches. There is a lot of sexual outuendo in a way. Uh-huh. Like it's weird. It is uncomfy. Yikes. Problematic. Yes. Yeah. And like the full opposite of him being with Adina Menzel's character or any of the the MILFs whom's whose pools yep. he cleans. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Do better. 
do better. We do have a lovely snow themed dance, though. Tina is great at decorating the gym. It looks the best it ever has. Also, yes. Tina is wearing the most beautiful dress in this scene. Yeah. Stunning. 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 It was like a short dress with this beautiful, like, see through overlay. It's mm-hmm. so gorgeous. Wasted on this event, frankly. Um, Truly. Yeah. That's a, but I mean, dress deserves more fanfare. It it does, but I think they'd make good use uh, a good use of it in this because yeah. they do give the girls so much stage time on this event, mm-hmm. and it's great. Um, it does start with the all the white dudes of the Glee Club doing no scrubs. Which yeah, it, hey, it, it's I, it's it's the boy band look, but with TLC, yeah. that's, I, it's great. great. I don't this know. Great. I wish they would stop. <laughs> giving already in particular and in general that gang i wish we'd stop giving songs done by women of color to <laughs> to a group of white dudes <laughs> to the gang white boys I yeah i do I think it had been a, a similar song that would have felt slightly less appropriative yeah it's I do think they could have given that solo to Jake, though. I think he would have done a great job with yes. it. And Jake is also the best dancer out of all those boys. Yeah. Because while like this was a killer number, oh. they did a great job. They sounded great. The dancing was a little like white boys was... trying to attempt hip hop to me. To Jake and give well, it to also... a dance. Yeah. It's it's also a fairly small stage, so you're you're not really there's really not a whole lot of movement for five dudes and you know sure. one of them being in a wheelchair to really. Work but I, and Glee could have just given them a bigger stage. It's not like it's yeah, a right. they could have they could have adjusted. Right. Oh yeah. Hashtag when it's convenient. I yeah, will say right. the choreography was pretty sick though because they did a good job of the the dudes with working legs working with and around in yes. concert with Artie. I thought yeah. the way they executed that was really cool. <laughs> My seven note that's like they're not hip hop dancers, but that's fine. Neither am I. That's <laughs> true. You got to know your limits. You got to yeah. Stick to what you're good at. My line was, I can't tell if I like this or not. <laughs> I, I think did. I did. I was yeah, okay with it. it was great. I just, like I, I said, already Kevin McHale has a good voice, and they keep making him like, no, do rap things. And he's like, oh, okay. And he, okay. And he was like, I just did Felice Navidad. Sure. What do you want from me? Right? Yeah. Well, at least Marley and Jake are having fun because okay. you're awesome. No, you're awesome. Okay, so this happens both in this conversation and it also happens later when Puck and Kitty are talking. For some reason, they made the choice to ha- have both of these car- these couples having conversations while like energy dancing, dancing where they're yeah. like bobbing. And so the whole conversation makes it sound like they're talking while they're like being bounced up and down. So they're like, yeah, I really think, yeah, like, it's, I'm like, why did you, why did you do this? Why, why you wouldn't you do this with like a slow song or something? To make it sound like they're like on a vibrating pad. So their whole conversations jiggle. That plus the fact that it, the dialogue was like, you're awesome. No, you're awesome. I'm having fun. Me too. It's giving, it's giving like, yeah. it's giving Coke energy. You know, it yeah, it's is. giving for the it's 1986. We just did a bump and we are living our lives. Yes. Yeah. But what we actually end up saying ultimately is some pretty reasonable terms, I yeah. would say, from Marley. Marley, Marley yeah. puts out her very reasonable expectations. And Jake's like, I don't know if I can handle that. <laughs> He's like, like, I just wanted to take it slow. And uh, and like, only me. Yeah, don't, uh, yeah. Don't cheat on me. 
Don't cheat on me. Let's take it slow. And he's and like, let's take it slow. And he's let's like, it, he's like, Marley. he's like, when do you want an answer by? How many business days? I gotta think about this. EOD Friday. That cool. Yeah. <laughs> he gets it. Like the look of pure like concern on his face is like, this girl might be asking too much of me because she wants me to take things slow and date one woman. Yeah. It's like, and, and and when you're and when you're you know, only other option is Kitty. Like, I, mean, I don't know about y'all, but I'll take the slow option. I'm yeah. fine with that. Yeah. I mean, hey, Marley's more than just a freaking catch. Like, she has so, her mom. Is she? She loves her mom. And she has a golden throat. And that's and she has She has great hats. Lots of good hats. Hat collection. Magic throat. Did anyone tell Jake she has this magic throat? Oh, uh, it's only oh, he knows. magic. Okay. And while that's happening, Beast walks up to the to the entire Too Young to Be Bitter Club. Yeah. Standing or sitting on the stands, saying, "Ladies, you got to get out there, spread your petals like flowers. Life's not about waiting to be asked, so go out there and ask." The worst thing they could do was say no. Meanwhile, they're cutting back and forth with Kurt, who's getting up the courage to ask Adam out for a drink. Ma'am, you're underage. Coffee's a drink. Oh, he did he say did coffee. Say, you're right. Yeah. I think I just heard you want to go for a drink, and I blacked out a little bit. Um, sure. There's other liquids out there in the world. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> um, yeah, and, how, many, how many liquids can you name right now? Um, Water, earth, <laughs> Fire Cheerios. and air. Oh. <laughs> Frosted. Oh multigrain. Uh, uh, there's a limited edition shop of strawberry Cheerios out there right now. The watch out, watch out, world. <laughs> watch out, cheerleading teams of Ohio. So hold on now. Do we think that the too young to too young to be bitter club? Yeah. Do we think that I mean Maybe for some of them, but do we think that it was merely a matter of nobody said yes, or they just chose not to? They ask? didn't get up. They didn't get the courage up to ask anyone. Right. It's my vibe. And then Donnie even, is like way into stoner bread. Yeah. For that. And yeah. then Sugar asked out Artie, who I believe were already dating at one point. Right. So. Like that. Right. That's already been a thing. Like, right. They, they have... never. She <laughs> had all this time to that, ask out the so... dude that she has been. Uh, essentially with, with yeah especially, especially when you know Artie was this whole time being like oh gee willikers i sure wish somebody would ask me right and he's been simping on sugar too it seems, yeah. seems like sugar perhaps just forgot that that was part of the <laughs> that honestly checks out. no that's that that makes yeah. a thousand percent more more sense and with that lauren asks out joe sugar asks out Artie. um Everyone asks out their significant other person, and they all say yeah. yes. Hooray. Hooray! Meanwhile, Tina's like, "Hey, Blaine, you're perfect," and Blaine's, Blaine's like, "You're great. You're awesome. And that, no, you're awesome. You're awesome." And, now and feel, Sam, and now I feel bad for Tina again. Like, yeah, <laughs> especially because Sam barges in like a bat out of hell once again to say we got new evidence and. Tina's now alone again. We feel bad for her. And Sugar goes, you can dance with us. No. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Sugar, I mean, Sugar's Tina, grown. Yeah. <laughs> Tina was like, we're having a romantic moment. But they're not. 
Right. <laughs> it, they're not. Right. No. That's that's established. Yeah. We know this. That ain't it, it's, kid. That ain't I, it, I kid. I just wish. I, I just wish with you know this this show about high school students that at least a fraction of them you know understood how clueless high school students actually can be yeah because mm-hmm. it would solve a lot of problems yeah now it, you know it, it, now in my 30s i can be like damn kids are dumb kids are dumb <laughs> yeah kids do be dumb <laughs> kids be dumb um yeah. they they're dumb but we do get an excellent ladies number Yes. Which and which starts off with unique. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say unique has also such like, a great voice. Yeah, Alex Mill has yeah. unique oh also my God, the best she ever has. Someone yeah. finally gave yes. her a wig that works yeah. and Yo. the dress is gorgeous there too. This whole episode this, unique is killing it. And this cover actually doesn't make me hate Bruno Mars. Thank you. I had the same thought. Yeah. You know, I mean it's not it, 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 that, that's all of them are really, really good. Yeah. And yes. It's a nice cover. This is a song that played when I worked at My Hero. So this is a song I wore, I heard so many times, so frequently. Right. So this is one that's mm-hmm. a hard sell for me because it reminds me of Delilah and no one needs that. Um, oh, Delilah, no. But it is a good cover. It is. I will give you that. Right. And I'm not a Bruno Mars fan. And like this one, I, I was yeah. cool with this one. I like this one. I like other yeah. um, better, but and they kept on like cutting back to the cheerleader with the neck brace. Yeah, yeah. Still no, no words from her. No name. We don't know who this is. But good who for this young person? lady who collected a paycheck today because all three of us watched the episode. Hell yeah. Sure. So uh, so now we go into the conspiracy. Kitty and Puck. Kitty and Puck. Well, we Kitty have and Kitty and Puck real quick. Yeah. Which it starts off with oh, a really yes. annoying anti-Semitic line about not dating Jews because yep. they killed Jesus, which is no, one no, no. inaccurate. They killed they killed Majesus. Majesus. Which like they just need an excuse Jesus. to say Majesus. Yeah. Which is yeah. a very funny do it yeah. another way. Yeah. Um true. Because the Jews didn't kill Jesus. We know this. Um mm-hmm. they're actually having fun. Kitty actually read his screenplay and thought it was very good, but apparently he doesn't know spell check. Okay. Yeah, they really so, want you to like this pairing right here, and I'm like, I don't why? Know. Like, just, There's... just, and that's another thing. It's, a, it's, a, it's bringing back the point of like, just you go all or nothing. Like, if if you really want to sell that Kitty sucks, make her well, they suck. Don't, they don't want her to suck, but they right. do on every other instance. They're saying they like, want, hey. They, they need to have a mean character to say whatever bad shit mean things need to be said, but then they also like. Man, Becca Tobin's doing a really good job, and her voice right. is good, and she has. We have to make her redeemable early. some way, yeah. So we we but don't want her to be totally evil because she's I mean, fun. We all we already established with you know with some characters that you can you can like a character who is inherently evil. Yeah, right? and that's what their Sue is. But like, yeah. they, they keep redeeming Sue too. Like they, they, they do. don't know how to have a. They don't know how to have a like inherently bad person character yeah right the only thing else I, I i had to say was we all like keanu for the lead oh yeah of course <laughs> absolutely 100 percent. it was just a line that i was like yeah, yeah you're right yeah yeah 
And on the way out, there was it pans over the crowd, and there's just one tall background actor who just like puts his hands behind his head and was like dancing. And I'm like, why? Who? And gross. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> no, there's no world in which you're doing that dance move, and it's not creepy in some way. Right. Ugh. And now we get Blam presenting the oh, yeah. evidence to Finn, which includes Hunter throwing a fit at the lima bean because that's roid rage, baby. And yeah. it is in the Glee Club or the show choir competition rule book that you cannot juice for the competition. Nope. So I had I had two lines for this. One, would steroids enhance dance performance? And then and then I said, I take it back. Four loco definitely would. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. The combination probably would. Yeah. And all of a sudden, Finn is trying to be, Finn is like a sensible Mr. Schuster-like teacher where he's like, you understand the gravity of these accusations, right? They're, and their response is, we, ha we have proof. We have Trent. So enter yeah. Trent, I guess. There's Trent. Round-faced warbler. Round-faced Round -faced warbler. warbler. Um, who was there to explain how Hunter and Sebastian like shot everybody up in their butts? Yeah, which was again, a lot of ass work in this. A episode. lot of ass work in this episode. Wild cutaways to these wild. shots, and it, it, as far as I could tell, it looked like it was taking place in the school that yes. they go to. Right? Yeah. yeah. No, this is pretty, sanctioned pretty by the crazy. School, yeah, school school sanctioned roid play. Um, yeah. I know. I'm sorry. Yeah, that was bad. Um, but. Trent's like, I don't want to betray the the warblers, and Blaine's like, you didn't do that. Hunter did when he juiced up the the team. Yeah. Um, right. right, and so Finn's like, will you do this? Will you testify against the warblers? Hard cut. Yeah. To Rachel laying out dinner. Time passes. Brody gets there, but is late, and Rachel throws a fit. Your turkey burger is cold. She's actually pissed, and like I get that. Like I'm pissed when I when I'm so, super 45 no. minutes late. I no. have so many thoughts about this because you're right. Is someone showing up unannounced 45 minutes late? Rude. Now yes. it's like the train was late. She's like, "Like you should have left earlier," which is also true. Um, but sometimes even out of your control. Right. Always, always take an earlier train, and you. Of course. Sure. Yeah. But like to be fair. You need to learn how to live in the city. Like it, that, those sort of things sometimes happen. Okay, and you but can't avoid counter it. counterpoint. Hey Brody, it's twenty thirteen. Shoot a text. Train's late. That part. That. Train's late. Yeah, Train's late. That, that's the sorry. That's, that's the issue. That's the only issue I would have with it. Then you show up forty five minutes unannounced. You're an asshole. But trains are going to be late, and Rachel's enamored in New York City. She'd understand. Right. Tranquility and two say two word text. <laughs> especially if you're if it's a weekend, if you're going from Manhattan to Brooklyn, yeah, I could see the trains being a reason why you would be 45 minutes late. Right, um, right. but she kind of throws a fit and she's like, what if I told you there was 10 million dollars here? Would you get here faster for that? If she was living on campus, this wouldn't even be a problem. Right. You don't right. actually know where Brody lives. Well, I guess we do because right. on campus we live in the shower. Um, yeah, that's right. But he and his response is just like, "No, you're priceless." And I went, Gag. "Oh my god, I hated this. I hated that." He's like, uh, "I would, I would wait my whole life for you if it meant that I got to spend my last day with you on that freezing oh train my god. platform." This fuck off. This guy doesn't know enough about Rachel Berry to give this much of a shit. Right. 
And then, okay. It's just, she's so, he's terrible in this terrible. whole thing. Because she's like, okay, well, I guess I'll warm up your, your turkey burger. And he goes, we have plenty of time to eat. Let's dance. And I went, vom. Thank you. That's what I, that is my thought. Just right. out loud, I went, vom. They it's were planning to eat, burger. You're planning to eat dinner at 9 p.m. I know this might be a, a metropolitan lifestyle that they live, but not I'm like, that is not dinner time. No. We all lived in the city at the same time. When have we ever had dinner at 9.45 p.m.? No. Probably at least once, but it was almost, well, it was almost certainly like not on those. purpose. Not on no, purpose. No, it was, it was most definitely just pizza on a train. Yeah. Right. Um, um, anyway. Ryder and uh, Ryder is singing while Jake and Marley are dancing. Yeah, they give uh, like the tiniest plot to Ryder, like just so we don't forget that this was a love triangle. Right. And meanwhile, he's with Neckbrace Cheerio. Yeah, he's right there standing and watching. Yeah, him. sure. Who is this chick with the neck brace. I gotta know more. Justice for neck brace, girl. Um, <laughs> and blah blah blah. I don't want to be with anyone else but you. Blah blah. Sad Tina. Blaine comes running running back, but we may have just saved the Glee Club. Uh, but I can't leave without having one slow dance with you. Okay. Uh, Tina, you know this will only end in pain. God damn right. it, Tina. And even even for Blaine, because he's longingly looking at Sam dancing yeah. with Brittany, uh, cutting back to Rachel and Brody, but who cares about them? Right. The thing that was notable about this, oh, I don't know what he said. He's saying that I only advise for you. It's fine. Yes. He doesn't yeah. find enough job. Uh, yeah. Joe and Artie are singing back up for him, and rather than get two mics, they have the Poor mic Joe. at Artie level, and Joe, like, Joe has to lean down, so literally hard. bending in half. Sing what? Mic we know Artie. they have the mics for yeah, it. Yeah, they had mics for oh, had their own mics. They did mic choreography in that Bruno Mars number. It was awesome. But they were like, "Sorry, where did they go?" Sing so back up on this song while contorted into a ninety-degree angle, please. Ah. <laughs> 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 Brody decides to move to Bushwick. So oh that my god! Okay. Happens. Okay. So okay. Talk about uh, this First fucking all, plot. What kind of life does Brody live? Where his solution is like, I know, I'll never be late again by by getting a new apartment in Bushwick. Hey, I'll move for you. He 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 took her out to to Balthazar. It's been one semester, and they haven't even been dating the whole time. Right. And then Rachel's counterpoint? No. Just move in. Okay. If this woman, okay. I swear to God. If Rachel lived alone, this would be an insane thing to offer. Yeah. They haven't been together that long. And right. that's a bad idea. But whatever. No, no, they're only hurting each other. Yeah. Rachel has a roommate and they live in a, in a loft. house with no walls. And you're mm -hmm. saying, I just offered for my boyfriend who I've had for three weeks, maybe a month. We Fuck can you, say Rachel. it's been a month. They've been dating I mean, since the end of December, and we can assume it's about. And they've January been on and off again at this point already, yeah. Right. They've only really officially been together for probably about a month or so. Right. And she's like, move in with me and my roommate, who I'm not asking if this is okay with. That's the I, worst thing you could do. Terrible. I, Peak shitty person behavior. Oh Peak shitty God. person behavior. And we don't get an answer. No, we get another I know. commercial we get a break. Yeah, and then and then we wrap up the episode with the ladies of the too too young to be bitter club are grateful mm -hmm. for Tina. Everyone's empowered. Lauren applied for a wrestling scholarship. Good for her. At Becky Harvard. Got the third page. At Harvard. 
Becky yeah. got to third base. Good for her. Um, great. And so the club is disbanded. Yay. Go girls. Yep. Oh, and the Dottie's high as fuck because she's eating all the brownies. She's eating, that, she's so eating hot brownies. That was Absolutely. funny. That was a very funny. And weird, weird ending, right? Like really weird, weird, really weird ending. I was like, what the fuck is this club? It's because I guess they were like, we're going to leave a lot of threads open to tie up later. Like, right. oh, Ryder and Ryder's looking longingly at Jake and Marley. We'll deal with that. Are they going to face Glee Club with the is Trent going to testify? What happens? With, uh, it's very, it's very much like find out next week on Glee. Right. Did it say yeah. that? And then they give you just this like all, all the wrap ups that you don't care about. Yes, right. If you want to know what's happening to the Two Young Food Bitter Club, we have that for you, but we have nothing else. Like, right. I'm just finding out about this club today. So, so we're so all we. of us. Yeah. This is a one time <laughs> use thing. Great. And that's Continuity? the episode, I guess. That's yeah. it. All right, let's talk about the music then. Okay. There's not a ton of it this episode. No. Uh, but you have to purchase one of these songs and put it forever in your iTunes library. So when you open up your iPod years later, it will be there staring at you in the face. Yeah. Here's your choices. I don't know how to love him. Baby got back. Tell him. No scrubs. Locked out of heaven. And I only have eyes for you. Zach is our guest. Hey, you have you to first. Okay. So, I mean, my my go-to answer here is Baby Got Back. Mm-hmm. Mostly, I mean, I, if I can, if I can specifically get some version of it that is Jonathan Colton's, you know. So, um, <laughs> you could, but that is against the rule. That would be buying Jonathan Colton's song, not Glee's song. So you'd have to give money to Glee in this world rude um if that's the case (laughs) if that's the case i do i i do want to avoid that yeah Mm. he did release a cover which is he released baby got back in the style of glee uh which is just him releasing Mm. the same song again that he released okay just as like a hey as a reminder i did write this (laughs) if that if that's the case and i don't you know i don't want you know i don't want him to lose out on money if if that's a thing um then i guess i would probably go with um tell him i like yeah. to tell him yeah I'm so- it was fun it was i'm going with tell him too yeah. nice i think that's yeah because i don't I, we talked about my feelings on the no scrubs and sure. i just can't that's just too much Bruno Mars. I don't. It I don't is. need it on the. IPod. That's it. Yeah. It yeah. 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 I would. Everything be was fine. It again, but I. I don't need to have it come up on shuffle Man. and be like, "What's this doing here?" So, Zach, I'm sure you're aware. We now have a two-parter yes. for you. Um, the first mm-hmm. question is: Is there a song or artist, album, musical entity, what have you, that you think Lee would have done a great job with that maybe they didn't do or couldn't do, what have you? you would have wanted to see Glee do. Right. Sure. I mean, well, we all know I I, I wouldn't want to see Glee do anything because I literally could not care any less. Um, You're on the show, so... Yes. So, so if I had to come up with an answer, because I was like combing my Spotify because I notoriously am not good with band names or song names, period. Uh, I think, and I'm sure they, they might have done... But 
I feel like they probably do pretty decent justice for uh, Bastille. A oh, Bastille song. Oh, I mean, I don't know specifically. Why is there one like... that comes to your mind? Well, there's one that they done. Oh yeah, I'm guessing it's Pompeii. Yeah. Was it not good? You'll see. <laughs> we'll find out. Okay. <laughs> Pompeii. I, I guess. I guess I, Pompeii would be the one that I don't think that they probably should have done. Well, there's better Bastille one. songs. Um, yeah, on but it album is popular, alone. so I get that. Like, yeah. you know, they go for the popular songs. I get it. Yeah, there's a lot from the second album that they could have done a really fun job with. They could have done some fun things with. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Now, second question. You might have more fun with this one. Maybe. Is there an artist song, musical entity, album, what have you, that you were happy Glee could not or did not touch? Yeah, that's that's a little bit trickier for me. Um, I don't know. Karina, you know my musical taste better than I do <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. I, there's a lot. Like, there's so much, really. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I would not want to see them touch, like, a lot of, like, 90s grunge bands or, you know, certain alternative rock bands like White Stripes. I don't think, you know, they would do Ooh. justice for the White Stripes. Let me see. Um, Arctic Monkeys, that sort of thing. Could you imagine? They, did, they never did the White Stripes, so... Arctic Monkeys, I think, because there's a lot of really good Arctic Monkeys songs that I think they would butcher. I, Arctic Monkeys is a good point. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, you don't need to see anyone in Glee doing like no. who I want. Why'd you only call me when you're right? Not, yeah, no. You know, right? Like, yeah, I don't. I don't need that. That's um, a good. Yeah, that is a good. Answer. Oh yeah, and then and then to actually to go back on the first um the first question because uh I remember we talked about it briefly when we were watching the last uh holiday episode. Yeah. Um. I I think. I think they would have really done a good job with David Diggs's um, Puppy, uh, for Hanukkah. Puppy for Hanukkah. Because you don't Aww. get that many Hanukkah songs. And I think that would be really, really fun. I love that. Right? Aww. <laughs> that know, made me feel better. Um, yeah. Also, do you know something that I had that I think fits into both categories for me? That I would have loved, both loved and hated to see yeah. it? We never did a singular song from Fiddler on the Roof. Oh, thank God. Bummer. Right? Like, like, thank God, but also, like... Thank God, but bummer. But also, but like, like, maybe? Yeah. Someone oh, doing it if I was a rich man? Not Will Schuster, but maybe literally anyone else? Literally anyone else? Or, like, uh, what is it? Like, even the Sabbath prayer, they could have done, like, they could have done something really... I was thinking, like, a sunrise, sunset. Sunrise, sunset. Yeah, yeah, that's even better. I mean, like, I'm mildly surprised they don't have that. That Rachel, Tina, and Mercedes never did Matchmaker, and I, it's and it's really because yeah. Leah Michelle was in a revival of Fiddler. Makes sense. Of course she was. Yeah, yeah. I saw that one. Excellent, Zach. Um, thank you so much for joining us today. What a Thanks goddamn delight. Um, um, is there anywhere on the internet where you would like people to find you? Anything you want to plug? Oh. Um, you don't have to be found if you don't want. No, right. most of the time I don't want to be found. That's but, fine. Uh, That's but fine. you know, I'll 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 put myself out there. Yeah, I'm on I'm on the TikToks. Uh, Zach Wow is a lot of the time my handle. Uh, don't know if it's a zero or an O, so you'll just have to kind of guess. And then and then Twitter, I, you could you could find me on Twitter. Um, 
I go on there maybe once every six months. Uh, so, you know, you might find some solid gems there. Cool. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. Let's see. What's my, what's my last tweet? My last tweet, Charles Adult Entertainment Cheese. Trademark. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, Ian, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at iBroski on Twitter and Instagram, iBroads on TikTok, ianjbrodsky.com. Where can people find you, Karina? You can find me on the same handle on both Twitter and TikTok, and that is Epic Adventure. The show is at Glee Aggressive, Glee Aggressive at, on all social platforms, basically. Uh, Glee Aggressive at gmail.com for any long-form thoughts you might have. Um, the only thing I could think of was write in and tell us about your pajamas, but that's a little weird. I mean, f- I'll take it. I'm a big fan of pajamas. Just a little pajama talk. Yeah. Man. <laughs> I was kind of also thinking about, like, Muppet Fiddler on the Roof, but I just don't think there's enough Jewish Muppets, so. Right. That's not true at all. How many really? Oh, man, you don't know? There's a there's a TikTok of a guy who actually breaks down. Yes! Um, he breaks down this conspiracy theory that all oh, the blue characters yes, are Jewish. Are Jewish. Oh, there are more than you would expect. Okay, we can't. Yeah. All right, we can't talk about this right now. It's already so late. Um, it, put a pin in we'll that. We'll circle back. There's, oh my god! But thank you Jewish for that, Zach, because I remember that, and that it was a brilliant yeah. sequence. It was a brilliant series. Oh, oh good. Okay, so good. great. Good, uh, good to know. Uh, that will keep me up to date. Um, nice. Well, thank you so much, Zach, for being here. Uh, I'll see you later. Um, I, mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I too um, will see you later. Yes. Cool. Uh, thank you, folks, for watching this episode with us. You can join us next week when we'll be discussing season four, episode 12. Uh, terribly entitled Naked. So, oh, no. Yikes. Ian, does this episode of Glee make you want to watch the next episode of Glee? It doesn't make me want to watch it, but it doesn't make me not want to watch it, you know? Are you afraid of the fact that the next episode's called Naked? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, fear is the only correct. Glee! Aggressive! Glee! Glee! Aggressive! Glee! Aggressive! Glee! Glee! Aggressive!